Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right. It's on, right? Are we live? Let's go. Dave Van Auken, the Dave Van Auken Show. I think we're 1-1-4, 114th episode into the DVA Show. The Dave Van Auken Show presented by Fight Bananas. Also by MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag. Promo code BANANAS. Come on, guys. Don't let betters bet alone. Go to MyBookie right now. MyBookie.ag. Promo code BANANAS. All right. Welcome Thursday, July 21st. An absolute pack show. I almost, I did go live yesterday, but I almost had, we had, guys, how many fight announcements do we get? We know Makochev and Oliver will main event UFC 280. We know that Chemayev and Diaz will main event 279. Dillashaw and Sterling were flirting back and forth. We weren't sure what, uh, what card number or a fight night that would be on. That is officially the co-main event of UFC 280, but UFC 280 did not just stop there. It already had Bilal Muhammad. And uh, Sean Brady on the card. They added Petra Yan versus Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yes, you heard that well. You heard it correctly. You heard it rightly. O'Malley, Yan, UFC 280. And then, of course, even late, late last night, uh, Darush versus Gamrot, which is an absolute banger of a fight. That will start off the main card. What an incredible fight. Literally, title implications right off the bat. And, guys... The UFC brilliantly put these um, mega fights in the main event and co-main and tell me, you know, it's in Abu Dhabi, a lot of stuff going on. If something happens with uh, Sterling or Dillashaw, Jan or O'Malley, same division. Wow, slides right in. They were even talking about Makochev and uh, Benny Darush fighting. If anything happens with Oliver or Makochev, if Oliver doesn't make weight again, boom, they got Darush. And they have Gamrot right on the same card. They can switch. They can intertwine. Brilliant, brilliant moves by the UFC. UFC 280 just took the cake. Uh, I think I'm going to wait for over the weekend. So much content on this card, guys. I got five minutes with O'Malley and Jan. That's coming up next. Then after that, we're going with Bed and Bananas, Ryan Quinn, and L. Wagman. A complete 25-minute preview of UFC London. Ins, outs, bets, three-way parlays, anything you can do. Make sure you make your bets on MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag, promo code BANANAS. And then the anchor of the show, the one and only, guys. They, she's been with us for so long. We are so appreciative of her. If you This is the podcast version. You're listening to it. If you want to see Felicia Spencer's wearing a magnificent T-shirt, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, see what she's wearing. But Felicia Spencer, the phenomenal pick and lock picks for UFC London, will anchor the show. So stacked, absolute stacked. I won't take up that much more time here in the prelude because, like I said, I got O'Malley and Jan, five minutes, and then we get into all the bananas. Um, so let's get it. Let's get right into it. UFC 280 took the cake. I have uh, Monday on the show. I'll go into some of the greatest pay-per-view lineups of, of all time and how UFC 280 has just literally, to me at least, to me, has surpassed 
So far, every fight card uh, on paper, and they're not done. They just got the five fights. I would assume we're going to get a couple more sneaky, phenomenal matchups on that card. UFC 280. Um, Yeah, you're the boss. You are the absolute boss of the UFC right now. All right, guys. Dave Van Auken, here we go. This is... um, Let's transition right now into my five-minute. As soon as it broke, I went live. O'Malley and Jan. And then, like I said, we're going Ben and Bananas and Felicia Spencer's phenomenal pick. Have a great day, guys. Welcome. Uh, Big Thursday, July 21st. Have a great weekend. UFC London's during the day on a Saturday. I probably will go live that night. I love getting the first immediate... uh, you know, visceral reactions, um, good things that happen, bad things that happen, and anything in between. So I'll see you guys Saturday night after UFC London. Have a great weekend, guys. Enjoy the summer. We are in the middle of July. Great time to be alive. Great time to be here in Daytona Beach, Florida. All right, let's go. O'Malley, Yon, take it away. Not the my bookie, of course. Uh, you know promo code bananas. But sugar shot O'Malley, Patreon UFC 280. Holy crap! Let's get into this. Uh, book your calendars first and foremost. UFC 280. Uh, International Fight Week was great, right? That Glover and uh, Yuri shirt was amazing. Uh, a lot of great shows at the beginning of the year. UFC 280 just took the cake. Oliveira Makhachev in the main event, probably of the year. Uh, Two of the top five, ten fighters, lightweight, one of the best divisions in the world. They're main event. Boom. There we go. A lot of rumors. It looks like it's a done deal, too. Co-main event. How about Aljamain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw for the Bantamweight Championship? Huge. Uh, two big title fights. Uh, Sterling and Dillashaw. Dillashaw is a humongous star. Of course, also on the show, Bilal Muhammad and then Sean Brady, which is like a sleeper fight. For the people who know, the fight is phenomenal. Um Championship implications, huge, huge welterweight matchup. But then out of nowhere, uh, you know, Sugar Shot O'Malley's kind of been the guy who uh, has been talked about in top five and top three bantamweights and been talked about uh, on a high, high level. He is a mega superstar. Let's just kind of get that. People who don't get O'Malley or not a fan of O'Malley, I get it. But guys, he is a superstar in the MMA world, especially under the UFC umbrella, pushed to the moon. Peter Yan. Uh, let's just go back to it. A year and a half ago when he defeated uh, Corey Sanhagen now for the interim Bantoy Championship, people were talking about pound for pound. Even uh, at that time, he was kind of six, you know, 14 to 1, 15 to 1 in that range. I know like, a second loss was Sterling, but everyone thought he was winning that fight. It was a whole DQ mess. Everyone thought he had one loss on his record and he was one of the best mixed martial artists on this planet. Five months ago, he got, um, you know, he lost to Aljamain Sterling. Dana White and some others thought he maybe won a uh, split decision, but he lost. He took the L. Let's just call a spade a spade. Probably just a bad match for Jan. Jan is uh, unbelievable on the feet and striking and so on. And probably his kryptonite is the ground game and what is Aljamain Sterling best at. So, um, you know, it's wild that a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, Jan was like looked at one of the pound for pound fighters in the world. And now he's kind of like forgotten about it a little bit. The, it moves fast, right? The bantamweight division, especially in the UFC, moves fast. But let's just kind of really go on Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, one of the biggest stars in the UFC, gets this the biggest opportunity, the biggest stage. And it's one of these, he kind of um, catapults over a lot of numbers here. If O'Malley gets through Peter Yan 
which to me will be a 15-minute kickboxing fight, right? These guys are going to stand and bang and kick for 15 minutes. If he gets past Peter Yan and his star potential and the special, let's call a spade to spade, guys, the UFC is a mega billion dollar operation. They don't do this for, they, they didn't just get lucky. They're on the same card as the Bantamweight champions, Sterling and uh, Dillashaw. So whoever wins that fight, you know O'Malley will be picking a fight all weekend long. You know uh, they're going to be in Abu Dhabi together. You know the winner, Dillashaw or Sterling, will call out O'Malley if O'Malley wins. It'll be the biggest fight in the bantamweight division and I don't know how long. So, guys, literally, Sean O'Malley talked about uh, uh, outside the top 10 just three, four, five months ago, had a no contest with Pedro Munoz, who a lot of people thought Pedro won the first round into catapult him into if he defeats Petra Yan at UFC 280, he's the next title contender for the belt. So what a turner of events for me, for Sugar Sean O'Malley. What a unbelievable, just like I'm really shell-shocked this fight, especially on this card. To me, the card didn't need anything, right? The card had Makulchev and Oliveira. The card had, uh, it looks like it's going to be Dillashaw and Sterling. Even Bilal and uh, Sean Brady could be that feature fight. But they add Petra Yawn and uh, um, Sugar Sean O'Malley to it. Unbelievable. UFC 280, October 22nd, the weekend before Halloween. Mark it on the calendars already. Tell your loved ones. Uh, you know, kiss them goodbye. Saturday, UFC 280, October 22nd is now officially the Sugar Show. Great, just a, just a great announcement. Great news for all MMA fans in in Toll. Guys, there you go. Sugar Shot O'Malley, Patreon, UFC 280. Check the bottom right there. Go to my promo code. Go to mybookie.ag, promo code bananas. Let's make money. I'm intrigued to see who will be the betting favorite of this. Uh, I would ex- suspect Peter Yawn, right? Minus 150, minus 175 in that range. Sugar coming back at the plus 130. That would buy be my expertise. What is yours? Sugar Sean O'Malley, Peter Yawn, UFC 280. Guys, Ben is UFC London. Uh, I'm Dave Van Auken. To my left, the cornerman, Ryan Quinn. Ryan, how are you, my man? Fantastic. Happy to be here. I love it. Underneath on the bottom this time, the ruthless one, undefeated, undeniable. She don't know how to lose, guys. She's 5-0. Elle Wagman, how are you, Elle? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing good, doing good. Last week, uh, UFC Long Island went absolutely undefeated. Three-fight parlay once again, Elle. Your underdog pick once again. And your best bet on the board, just a cleaning house. Let's go. It was a good week. Absolutely. I uh, I didn't expect the main event to go the way it did. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rafa, uh, Raphael from my bookies, like, dude, I don't know if we can have L back on the show. Like we, we probably, you cost my bookie a lot of money. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, huge card, UFC London. Absolutely love it. The main event, it's actually kind of being underrated right now because the patty's so loud and a lot of great fights in the car. The, the prelims are amazing. Aspinall Blades. We'll get into it. But before we do, I just talked to Ryan before we hit the red button. Uh, 36 hours. Uh, Sean O'Malley versus Peter Yawn. Uh, how about, you know, Sterling and uh, Dillashaw was finally announced. Chemayev and Diaz is a main event of a pay-per-view. A lot of stuff. Ryan, we'll start with you. Anything that jumps at you on a betting aspect, are you that Chemayev looks like it's a minus 1100 unbettable? Do you like Sugar Sean O'Malley at plus 300 right now? A huge underdog. I, I like it. Um, the, the, the Sugar Sean, 
Yeah, uh, the Sugar Sean, yeah, I'll stick with that for right now. However, okay. if I were to bet anything, you know, if, if you had to put if you had to put that Nate Diaz Shamaya fight in something, I wouldn't doubt seeing Nate Diaz go the distance. The guy just has a knack for being durable. Um, he's got a really weird body type, like to just come in on and like his jujitsu is really good. Um, plus I was talking with somebody earlier, you know, he's got a way of keeping some people at the end of his punches. Now I'm not saying that in a way that to win, but I'm saying that like he could chew up some clock and he's got a lot of heart. You know, we've seen that before. I, I would see him going the distance in that fight. Wow. I was not expecting that at all. I think it's going to go early, but I love that from Ryan L. How about you? Dillashaw Sterling, uh, Oliveira and Makhlchev Charles. Oliveira is an underdog. I'm pretty mind blown by that. Anything yeah. jumping at you? Oh yeah. Oh, I, I would definitely be hopping on to Bronx right now. Yeah. I, I think this is absolutely winnable for Charles. And these are two guys that I, I, I have a hard time seeing either of them losing, but the more I think about it, Charles Oliveira definitely has more ways to win this fight. Yes. Islam has yes. been knocked out. He has struggled with super technical strikers before. And, man, I could see Charles giving him a lot of problems with his length. And you have to remember, too, if he gets taken down, Charles is one of the few people who is actually dangerous off of his back with the subs, too. I can see guillotines. Mm -hmm. I can see him hurting Islam, taking his back. I think that's a, that's a great play at plus money. Um, uh, I don't even know where to start with the Dillashaw and the, the Sterling fight. I think that's a super yeah. interesting matchup. Um, I need time I, for that one. <laughs> I, what are, have you seen the lines on that yet? I haven't. That, that I, the lines haven't jumped off real quick. Uh, just real quick on the Oliver Makhlchev, and I know you will like this because of uh, Tiago Moises and Grant and everything. Did you see that little uh, time that Makhlchev fought Tiago Moises? It went 19 minutes and 50 seconds, something like that. Uh, Charles Oliveira beat Michael Chandler, Dustin the Diamond Poirier, and Justin Gaethje, all three of them underneath that same time. It's mind-blowing. Like, guys, and hey, Michael Jeff might win. He, this guy's a bad boy, and if he wins, it's like, I'll tip the hat and move on. But right now, Charles Oliveira going in as an underdog after he just, and he didn't just beat Gaethje, Chandler, and Poirier. To me, he looked beyond impressive. He stopped them all. Uh, before all, none of them went to the fourth round. Like, that's crazy. Crazy. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a super dangerous guy. Absolutely. Talking about dangerous, UFC London. I love this card. It is stacked. So many fights. Some of these names on the prelims will be absolute main eventers in 18 months and two years. It is an absolute stack card. The main event is ultra, ultra underrated right now. All right, Al, let's start on the betting side. What is your absolute Best bet on this card, UFC London. So my best bet, um, I was looking at this, like there's a there's a lot of huge disparities on this card. So like there's some really big favorites. Um, and, and I try to stay away from all of those, even though some of them are definitely a lock. Um, but for the value, I'm going to take Chris Curtis in over two and a half rounds. Uh, I think it was somewhere around plus 250. And, man, I, I, Chris Curtis has been just proving me wrong. I did not think he was going to beat Rodolfo Vieira, who's very, very good. Uh, I will say Rodolfo does not have necessarily the wrestling that Jack Hermanson does, but he is his jiu-jitsu excels beyond most people in that weight class. And he really – he was struggling to get Chris to the, to the ground. I think if Jack can't get Chris Curtis down early, I think he'll break. Uh, he's, he's folded under the pressure before. And I, I can really see, I can see Curtis putting it on him. I don't think he's going to finish Jack, but I definitely see him winning this one. 
Okay, okay. I will come back to that. I have a tiny bit of a rebuttal, but let's go with Ryan Quinn. What's your absolute best bet on this card, my man? I hate when we agree. I really do. Um, <laughs> atop the bottom of that whole statement, you know, like you said, there's so many discrepancies in this whole bottom card, but we remember why they come to us, why they listen to us, why they low risk, high reward. And I'm going with Chris Curtis in the over. I think he's going to go a decision, but we'll play, stay safe and go to the, the over. Why is that? I actually called a fight that Chris fought a few years ago um, doing the color commentary against a fighter similar to Hermanson. And I, I, um, Chris's boxing is so good. I think that's what's so key here is Chris's boxing is so good that that footwork and the way he works his jab, even though, you know, Southpaw, like, um, it, it, it creates a difficult, a difficult angle for a wrestler to come in on. You know, if you square up, you're going to get caught with those combinations and somebody like Chris Curtis is going to, is going to dump you on that. Um, also if you remember Hermanson's last fight against Sean Strickland, Sean found a way to out jab him for like the last three rounds. If Sean's going to out jab him, then Chris is definitely going to outstrike him in either way. So I really like Chris Curtis as uh, the lock of the night. Wow. All right. I mean, this is it. This is fun. This is, uh, you guys are definitely, uh, the fighters and, uh, definitely know way more information than I, you guys forgot more information than I will ever know about MMA. But just real quick, I love Jack Hermanson in this spot. I think he's being overlooked and underrated in this spot. Chris Curtis got this fight. I know it's, you know, a week and a half, maybe even two weeks. And I know it's going to be Darren Till. And I know Till is different from Curtis. But Hermanson's been uh, set for this match, had this date, permanent black mark on the calendar for a long time, been in the co-main event. I think he's kind of been ready for it. And Hermanson just been in numerous main events already. This is absolute the biggest spot Christopher Curtis has ever been, ever. Co-main event, a huge card. Lights are bright. I'm not too sure. we just never seen it. It's one of those things. I want to see it to believe it, if that makes sense. And guys, like, I know he's so – Hermanson's coming off the L. But he's mm -hmm. six and two in his last eight in the UFC. He's fighting top-notch talent. His losses is to, you know, Marvin Vittori and Sean Strickland. And uh, you mentioned Strickland there. I just think Sean Strickland is Curtis's bigger brother, if that makes sense. I think Strickland is better than Curtis. He's better than him in the gym. So, I don't know. It's like one thing they can tell Curtis how to win. I don't know if he has enough skill to get it done. I love Jack Romanton in this spot. It's I think he's being very, very overlooked right now. That's my two cents. Okay. A timeout. I gotta I gotta add to what I was saying. So that I'm glad you brought up like the spot. Chris Curtis has that like that quarterback mentality. Like he okay. he could throw it behind him. He's come in and fought on short notice before. You know, he's yeah. the fight that I saw, he's bumped up in weight within a week's notice and he's fought. Like I don't think that that means anything to a Chris Curtis. I'm with you. Um, mm -hmm. Before we go to our underdog play, and this is great, we're going back and forth. Is this the first ever the two analysts against the host bunny? This ears is your bunny ear. Bunny yeah, this is Hermanson versus Christopher Curtis. Bunny, are we agree on this? Bunny ears two to one, baby. Yeah. All right, there we go. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and you might be right. It's actually a great call because Curtis, he's fought for Icon Fighting Federation, and I know I have a lot of ties there. A lot of so I picked Hermanson put it on my socials and I got flooded with, are you kidding me, Dave? Like Curtis is, uh, he's got this great personality to him. He's got this it factor to him. And we've just been waiting to get here. I might be wrong, but I just, I don't know. I just think something about him, Hermanson being in this spot, being in bigger spots before knows what it's like. I like him. I like Jack Hermanson a lot. So I, I'll take that first ever host versus the analyst bunny ears bet. We'll take it. Uh, L, take it away. What's our underdog play? I'm hoping you go with somewhere so I can talk about it. But what is your underdog play? I, man, I, I was back and forth.
forth on this one, but I, I really like Curtis Blades in this main event. I uh, The more I was looking into it, I, I think we kind of run into this with every single heavyweight contender at some point in their career as they're starting to build and progress up the rankings. They fight their first wrestler. And as we know, there are like two wrestlers in the heavyweight division. And Curtis Blades is one of them. And I think people forget just because, like, people see Todd Aspinall, they're like, oh, he has a background in wrestling. But it, there's levels to this game, and especially in wrestling. And I, we don't see Tom Aspinall wrestling people the way we see Curtis Blades wrestling people. And I, Thomas Aspinall is a, is, a, Tom Aspinall is a fantastic grappler, but I think the only person that Curtis Blades has not taken down is Francis Ngannou, who's literally a brick wall. So I, I, I think there's a lot to be said there that Tom Aspinall has really not been tested to this point. I'm not saying he can't win this, but I think Curtis Blades is being massively overlooked. If you look at his strength of schedule, the, the, the best guy that Aspinall's beat to date is Volkov, who is quite a bit older and is, is kind of, you know, he's been kind of back and forth lately. He hasn't been, he hasn't been on an absolute tear as of late. Um, Curtis Blades, like, he's only losing to the absolute best in the division, and he is super dangerous. I think people look at Aspinall and think that he has more tools to win the fight, but I think Curtis Blades is just as dangerous in all the same positions. Love it. I, I like Curtis as well. The guy's 16-3. and three. Those three losses, two of them against a guy named Francis Nagano. One is to a dangerous Derek Lewis, who he was losing two rounds to zero and got an underhook shovel punch that Derek Lewis gets you on the button, you go out. And last little thing, you said something there at the very end, and I talked about it on my podcast, and I hate to take it away from Ryan real quick, but I just want to say it. I love how you talked about being great at something. If Curtis – it doesn't matter. If Curtis is in this mojo and vibing and feeling the wrestling and Aspinall can't stop it, Curtis will do that for 24 and a half minutes. There's just no stopping it. I'm, I'm almost a little bit – I feel like well-rounded in MMA sometimes gets a little bit tad overrated. You can't stop Habib Nurmagomedov's grappling. You can't stop Alex Pierre's left hook. You can't stop Francis Nagano's big right hand. Like, sometimes, like, you just need one fucking thing. Sometimes if you're just in 1%, the top percent of a, a skill that just no one can get stopped, it, it, it it's hard to beat. And, yeah, of course, you have to be at least a, better than a novice at other things. But I think if Curtis gets his wrestling going and Aspinall can't stop it and the power and the speed, it might be a long, long night for Aspinall long all right ryan what's your best underdog play my man well real quick i want to back up with the both of you just said there you know i i made a career you know i was division one wrestler and i went against these guys who were much more well-rounded than me um in mixed martial arts and guess what i did i made it a wrestling match you know american wrestling is a lot more substantial to the wrestling field than functional mixed martial arts wrestling so uh like you said we could see that for 24 and a half minutes but my underdog pick, I'm actually going with Nikita Krylov over uh, Alexander Gustafsson, you know, simply because um, I, I don't fault Alexander for getting submitted by Fabrizio Verdum. I think people forget that he's arguably one of the top three heavy jiu-jitsu heavyweights ever in mixed martial arts. But, you know, he has had that layoff of almost two years. Um, he hasn't quite looked the same since he knocked out Glover, really. I think he's had two knee surgeries since then. Um, and like I had to write it down. Let's look at this list of um, Nikita's Krylov's last five. Uh, Glover, OSP. You know, I know he's on a, Johnny Walker, um, Magomed Ankalaev, Paul Craig, who's another great submission guy. Um, it's it's just uh, I, I just feel like he's got a little more to give right now, and um, he's got a good submission game himself. So I, I really like him and as the underdog 
I think it's plus 195. I like that a lot too. I, I think he, I, I have him as a win, no doubt about it. I think Gus mm-hmm. is a huge name. You think of the John Jones fight, you think of DC and title fights and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I like off a lot. And just the last little thing that you said, and I, I don't know if you guys watched it yet or watched it at all this year. The Ultimate Fighter just ended. And uh, Juliana Miller, a uh, flyweight female, unbelievable jits, right? And Amanda Nunes, and this is the Curtis Plates point, was telling her, you know, telling her teammate, um, Caitlin, like, you're a better fighter. You're a better overall fighter than Ju- Juliana. But Juliana got her on the ground and submitted her in the second round. And it's like, that's what, like, she does. It's like, sometimes if that you're 1%, if you're an American wrestler and you can out-wrestle someone, you're going to win. Like, if you can't stop that top 1%, can't stop it. Um, all right, L, three out of four weeks, you've nailed your three-fight parlay. The one time you did it, you were a minute and 10 seconds off. You were killing your three-fight parlays. Like, it's incredible. The girls, my twin daughters, are very thankful for you, L. Let's keep it going, though. I don't want to stop. I like this. Let's go four out of five. All right. Okay. So, first, in my parlay, I have Mason Jones over Ludovic Klein. Uh, yes. Mason Jones is a stud, man. Uh, I know he lost his debut, but he I'm pretty sure he came in short notice against Mike Davis, whose only loss is uh, Gilbert Burns. So, um, and, and, and took him to a decision, too. Like, did, did good in his first time out. Uh, and then had a really great showing over David Onama. And then we're looking at Ludovic Klein, who I, he's, he's been struggling, man. I, I think Mason's a really well-rounded guy. Uh, Ludovic got hurt and submitted by uh, Nate Landwehr. And I think Mason Jones is a, is a much better, much, much more technical fighter than Nate. And I, I think he's grittier as well. Um, next, I have McCann and Goldie going the over. Um, they're both super tough women. I think they're actually, I think it's going to be a close fight. Um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to take a winner in that one. Um, but it's, a. Uh, I think it's going to, I definitely think that they're going to push it over two and a half rounds. Then the third leg of my parlay, I have Makwan Amarkani, uh, the underdog in that one over Jonathan Pierce. I think he's, uh, the wrestling and the grappling is just going to, he's going to be too much for Pierce there. I like that. I liked a lot of those. We're going to, we're going to mention Hannah Goldie, uh, She's friends, uh, family friends with us. So we'll get to Hannah Goldie in a second. But Ryan, where does your three fight parlay look like, my man? All right. The first one I have Jai Herbert over Kyle Nelson. Um, Love that. He, Jai's had a couple of tough losses lately, like Moicano. Who was the other name? I didn't want to mess it up. Uh, Tafuria. Um, but he's, he's still looking pretty solid. Now, I actually heard something this morning about Kyle that, it made me, okay, that makes sense. He's had quite a bit of a layoff himself, and I found out it's because he was kind of waiting to see if the UFC would bring him back. And it was basically like, listen, we need nobody wants to fight Jai Herbert in, in London. Take this fight, we'll sign you again. So I'm like, all right. So he took this fight, like, like what was it? So I, I kind of like that. Like, he's a tough dude, one of the better Canadian wrestling, uh, fighters, yeah. but I just really like Jai Herbert in that fight. Then next I'm coming down, I got Nathan Wood over uh, Charles uh, Rosa. Charles, uh, I don't have that. I know, I know it's um, – I have that going the distance, though. I don't have – like it's, I know that's a pretty far discrepancy. Charles, is, um, he's battled some injuries. You know, he's, he's, he's been through a lot in his career. Um, he is a little bit bigger, which I think keep him in the fight, but he has a way of staying in fights like this. He has a way of almost like showing a lot of heart to prove he's not going to get finished, and he's got a great grappling game to keep him safe. But uh, uh, Nathan, he's kind of – they're pretty – the UFC's backing him pretty hard. Um, and the last pick I got – I can't believe we haven't even mentioned it yet. Um, I have uh, Patty Pimblett and uh, go, winning the, the decision over Jordan Levitt. Um, 
I don't have a finish in that fight, though. I'll tell you why. That weight cut really bothers me. I know he looked pretty good. All sucked out this fight week at weigh-ins, you know, but everything. Um, I feel like that a good part of that fight camp that was supposed to be for training was focused on losing the weight. And um, Jordan's another one with grappling that can keep him in fights, you know. And I just, especially from last fight, I just wasn't crazy convinced that Patty Pimlet's like going to be a crazy knockout artist at the high level yet. Um, so I just had that one going the distance, and those are my picks. I like those. I, the Jai Herbert I liked a lot, and Nathan would have liked a lot. That's so crazy. We are 18 minutes into a UFC London show. Let's just be honest. A major reason why they're back over there is Patty Pimlet. We haven't even mentioned it. So I'm very happy you did. Let's kind of stay there for a second. Then I do want to get to our yeah. girl, Hannah Goldie. Um, I, I'm leaning Jordan, guys, a lot. I am. I, I – Patty. Six weeks ago, I was picking Jordan. Six yeah, weeks ago, I, I was picking I, Jordan. I, oh, we can't do two bunny ears. I got her man's on the bunny ears. But real quick on Jordan, I just you think, can know. <laughs> uh, I, I think Patty is um, great on the microphone, but like he keep one, he keeps his chin up way too high all the time, and two, yes. like he's usually the better ground game. It's kind of funny. He's one of these loud guys, and he's kind of throwing shots, but he's actually Patty's winning via submission, I believe, in both of the fights. And I think Jordan's super underrated on the ground. I think how that's how Jordan's going to try to win this fight. So I feel like yeah. that's going to get canceled out. I don't know. And something about, like you said about Curtis earlier in the show about the it thing, I think Jordan all week has this little, he's got this chip on the shoulder, this little mojo. I think he loves this underdog spot. As the same thing. If you say pick one side or the other 50-50, I would probably pick Patty. But Levitt right now is plus 210, 220 in some zones. I like the underdog at 220. Uh, you're, you're dying. You're dying. I'm dying. I, I, I just think I love how much you love Jordan Levitt. I think it's so yes. funny. Um, I, man, I just, Jordan Levitt, yes, sure. He's got, he's got decent jujitsu, but like, but you have to be able to have, you have to have a high level wrestling game to be able to implement that good jujitsu. And I think Patty's going to be supremely bigger than this guy, first of all. He's going to be the bigger fighter. He's going to be the more physical fighter. He's going to be the more dangerous fighter. I don't think it matters if his chin is in the air. Jordan Levitt can't finish a tuna sandwich. So I I just don't see – I don't see Jordan Levitt having the danger factor to put Patty away, and I don't see him having the control to win a decision. I if if Patty loses this fight, I think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be Patty losing this fight. This is a fight he should absolutely win. I believe that they are setting him up for a, for a win. They are giving him a great matchup for his style. Um, I think this is this is on him. It, I, I I can see you like I can agree with Ryan absolutely on the weight cut, giving him some trouble with the finish and maybe with a little bit with the power. But I think he's got the danger factor, and I think he has an easier road to winning than Jordan Levitt. Okay. Hannah Goldie, guys, uh, Orlando, Florida. She's probably one of my wife's best friends in the fight industry, right? Um, I know she's had a phenomenal camp. I don't think it's any secrets or, or, or sneaky stuff for me saying that she's had a great camp. Uh, I know a lot of her friends that train with her on a daily, weekly basis. She's in phenomenal shape. She's been a straw weight for most of her career. Uh, she's kind of battled if she should do the straw or the fly. She loves the flyweight thing. She she feels a ton better. This whole week is not about cutting weight. She can kind of, of course, she's got to lose pounds like any like anyone else, but she feels super strong. And then the sneaky thing is, um, I have it right on my bookie at a prop plus eight hundred Hannah Goldie to win via submission. I have a really really good uh, feeling that we're going to see a submission second round, maybe even to the third round. 
I think Hannah can bang a little bit. I know Molly likes to. Hannah can bang. Hannah's a really underrated kickboxer as well. I think uh, Hannah can win on some late kicks. Uh, Molly, to me, is very gritty and grimy, and, and she showed power in her last fight in one of the most spectacular female knockouts in the history of the of, of MMA. Holly Holm, Molly McCann. There's not a lot of mo- uh, much higher than that. But Hannah Goldie via submission, plus 800. Take that to the bank. You're welcome. Damn. I like that. Uh, man, I, I Molly is gritty, but I do think, I think uh, Hannah is a more well-rounded fighter. Like, Molly is your traditional boxer wrestler. And if Hannah can mix it up a little bit better, those are the girls that Molly tends to struggle against. So I can absolutely see it. And and just real quick, the last thing on it, Ryan, and then I'll let you run the, it's, and I'm going to try to say this the best way. And I think you guys will totally understand where I'm saying this. It's no disrespect to Molly. Uh, Molly's actually, I talked to her once. Very, very nice lady. She's really good friends with Jillian, the Savage Robertson, who I'm good friends with. And she says she's a sweetheart. So I hope this, I'm just trying to be honest. I think her name value right now is bigger and better than her cage skill level. And I hope that's not a slight. I'm just trying to be honest. She got a major knockout and she's friends with Patty and the barstool sports thing. And she's like, she's everywhere. And I'm happy for her. She's making a ton of money outside the octagon. I I hope every mixed martial artist makes more money than they have ever had in their lives. You guys have done so much for uh, you. You put your bodies through it and sacrifice not just three times a year, 340 days a year. Uh, you know, it's it's unbelievable what you guys do. So I, I hope wish her nothing but the best. I just think her name is a little hot and a little higher than her rated. Like this should be a minus 115 pick them to me. And she is minus 400 right now. To me, it's pretty wild. It's bananas. <laughs> right? Well, I'll tell you what. I can't commit to the submission right now. But okay. I will hit the live line if I see that fight start and I see Hannah Goldie moving her head. Because that means she's looking to slip and get on her way in as opposed to just standing there and trying to time going underneath takedowns. So then I'll start to commit that. I got to see the head moving first. Okay. I like right. that. That's a great that's a great fight for the live lines because I think it'll yeah. take a while for them to change as well. Yep. I typically you don't see you don't see huge discrepancies on a lot of the female fights on the live mm-hmm. lines because a lot of times the first rounds are very close. Like you see a lot more slow starter female fights, I believe. And that's such a great call great. picked by both of you guys, because even if listen to this now. Hannah can move her head to the first round and look good and almost even lose the first round. Uh, Molly can be the energies behind her. She can even maybe clinch for a second or even get some jabs off and look good. But even Hannah can, like you said, can look good. And Hannah can go to a plus 600, 700 after losing the first round. And that could be absolute gold betting second uh, line, third line. Via submission. It's going to happen via sub. It's going to be a sneaky little arm or triangle. It's going to it's going to happen. It's going to be like that. Calling it right now. I can't wait to next week to come back. Guys, next week is USC 277. We're, it's, we're flying. Flying. We're rolling. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, underdog blades for L uh, with Cryo for uh, Ryan. I like both of you guys as the same best bet, which is dangerous because I went the other way with our second ever bunny ears bet. We got to tell our uh, artists to make us another artwork. So we'll get that in the works. Three fight parlays. I love it. Mason Jones over McCann and Goldie and Amir. Ryan Herbert, uh, Nathaniel Wood in the over and Patty win by decision. Guys, we got some good picks. We, I think we did it. I think we did it too. And of course, if you want to make any bets, any plays, right at the bottom, sign up to mybookie.ag and use promo code BANANAS. 
win some money, get some free money, and uh, have a great weekend, guys. Enjoy another fight day. Not fight night, another fight day. I love it. Two weeks in a row, fights during the day. It's great. We forgot something. Oh, the trivia. All right. The trivia question last week was, who was the first person to accomplish winning a Pride FC and a UFC title? Do either of you have the answer? Was it Shogun? No. No. It was Antonio. It was Big Nog, Antonio Noguera. Oh, okay. Now, this week's question is going to be, who is the only person to submit Rampage Jackson? Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Not come to my head. Don't go go image it, people. Come on. Try yeah, to really yeah. put in some research. Put your phones away, guy. You know, I got to share a story. When, when we were growing up, my uncles would always give us like a baseball trivia question. Like, say this is Thanksgiving. You got to answer this at Christmas. You know, and like now it's like if we do that, now it's just like, oh, well, who, who? What team had three players with 40 home runs? Like, you know, like this is, you know, like it takes all the fun. Technology takes the fun away from everything. <laughs> Man, I love it. I love it. Guys, have a great night. Have a great week. UFC London during the day. And we'll come back next week for uh, UFC 277. And then I'm heading out to Island Fights. I got some commentary work to do. I got some Ryan Quinn commentary to work to do next week. And I'm excited. What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken here, Felicia Spencer. What an incredible-looking shirt, Fee. Looking good. Well, you know, I lost a bet, so I had to. You know, what can I say? <laughs> I, Lauren Murphy, and sometimes, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, Fee, I'm not that guy to be like, man, I was maybe right, and rub it in, and it felt good, but God dang it, that felt good. I hit that one. Well, yeah, I'm happy for it. I totally could see that coming. I wasn't a surprise, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely. You know, it is what it is. I'm making my. It sucks to lose, though. It sucks to lose all my my picks. Not to you so much. More so, just for my own record. You know, I'm just sure. competitive with myself. Sure. <laughs> I, I hear that. Um, two weeks ago, nailed Brian Barbarina as an underdog. Uh, then last week, nailed Lauren Murphy. I absolutely love my underdog pick. I think you know who it is. It's very close to our family, Orlando family, our personal family, my wife's friend. We'll get into that later. Huge card, UFC London. Just incredible. It feels like a pay-per-view week. I don't know why. Patty's talking trash. The main event is awesome. Aspinall and Blades, in a weird way, is being overlooked right now. It's a really high-end heavyweight matchup. You don't get those a lot for free during the day. It's a great week. It's a really good week. But before to jump in UFC London, Fee, the last 36 hours have been absolute crazy. Uh, Chamaya and Diaz, O'Malley and Jan, Sterling and Dillashaw, Oliveira and Makhlchev, a lot of stuff is happening. What was one of the fight announcements over the last three, four days that really like jumped at you? It was like, wow, they did it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have been not as attentive to my phone the last few days, but I did see the one that, that surprised me was the Chamaya Diaz fight. Yeah. That, that's a real thing, right? Yeah, that's a, <laughs> a, a, a main uh, event of a pay-per-view. No kidding. I did not know that. So you're telling, give me the news, right? I've been, my life has been kind of crazy and it doesn't look like it's going to slow down at all. So <laughs> it's like, I love doing this just because it makes me like keep, keep up, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. So, but is that the one, that's the one you're like, that's wow, one, like, yeah. I, I can't wait. Is I, I have to see it. In, is he like the biggest underdog 
of the year, maybe, or? <laughs> yeah, it's the last time. So the line broke, and Chemayev was a minus 1,100. Nick Diaz was plus 700 off the bat, and the money's already flowing on Chemayev. So probably yeah. by the time it goes off, he's going to be like in the Kayla Harrison uh, uh, arena of minus 2,000, probably. It's going to be wild. Yeah. I, and I, yeah. I dropped a podcast on it. I can't believe that it's a main event uh, for not a title. Um, Literally the last five years, it's only been McGregor or Masvidal that can handle it. And most of the time, Diaz was involved with those. But Diaz and Chemaev, Chemaev gets pushed into a main event of a pay-per-view. It's all right. The dog wants the bark for Chemaev, you know? Maybe they're on Nate Diaz, the underdog. I'm going to let him come in real quick. Here, let me, let let me move him. my little thing. Dude, come on. Going? I know you just want to come in. Come on. I blocked him out of the room just for you guys. <laughs> come on, well, the other one can't make it in. Oh. I don't think so. They won't be fighting under the table today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Sorry. Um, no worries. No worries. Let's get into it. So UFC London, really good show. Let's start with the lock. I uh, I hope, like I said, hopefully we could talk about the underdog together and be on the same page and have a uh, good chemistry, but let's go with your lock. A lot of good fights on this card. It's very deep. A lot of young talent versus maybe talent on the way out. Um, where's your UFC London lock? All right. So well, you you talked to me last week about potentially doing two locks yep. because I yep. missed uh, one of my locks was a canceled fight so to, to make our numbers even. Um, and I'm going to completely blow your mind, I think, on, on my picks because – so I have three picks today, two locks and an Woo! underdog, and they're all underdogs. So, yeah, I know. So I had to pick like what my locks were going to be. So I actually – your underdog is my lock. I'm picking Hannah Goldie as my lock against Molly McCann. So I'm a yes. better friend than you. All right. First yes. off. <laughs> there we go. There we <laughs> go, but, Hannah. We'll get yeah, into the but, details of that. But let's let's keep it rolling. We'll go back into the details. Yeah. But. Yeah. And, and the details of how I'm a better friend than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other lock is going to be Paul Craig versus uh, Volkan Oz Ozdemir. I know it's a dangerous lock, but I don't know. I always pick Paul Craig and he always. Uh, not always, but he he's just he's a special fighter, you know. He's a good good fighter, good grappler. I'm excited to see him take the win. Very so those cool. are my wow. two locks. I'm gonna go Paul Craig. We are definitely chopping this up and making this All into a video today. <laughs> um, let's go with your phenomenal pick, and then we'll go back into Goldie and Greg. What's your phenomenal pick? Your underdog pick. You already have two underdogs, but what's another underdog that you have and you like? Uh, are we looking Jordan Levitt here? Is that what we're doing? That's CP. What's your, uh... That's exactly what we're looking at. And I always pick <laughs> another lock, too. I, I was kind of playing, like, you know, mix them up with the locks and the underdogs because I honestly love all of them in, their, in that spot. So, wow. um, yeah, so Jordan Levitt is my underdog. So, okay. I, I have a good feeling. If, you know, even if they didn't all win, if you put, like, the same amount of money on each, each person, I think you'd come out on top for sure by a lot. So, I would say at least two out of three is, is a sure thing. Yeah. I like that too. So real quick on uh, Ben in terms with my bookie, uh, Jordan Levitt's around a plus 200, 220. Hannah Goldie's right now plus 320 going into 340 range. Paul Gregg, I believe the last time I saw was plus 115, 130 in that range, a slight underdog. Yeah. Let's kind of start with Levitt as the phenomenal pick. I agree with you. I'm on Jordan Levitt's side. I got bashed last night. We had our betting show and we went live and uh, both analysts were all on uh, Patty Pimblett just says, He's just a better fighter all around, stand up, on the ground, everywhere. I like Jordan Love. I just like the chip he has on his shoulder right now. I like his mojo. I think he can submit Patty on the ground. I, I have not been impressed yet with Patty. I'm hoping to, if Patty wins, to be impressed. I don't want him to win 
unimpressively, if that makes sense. I just don't want him to kind of get by again. If he wins, I want to be like, okay, that was awesome. Like, yeah, he showed me something. But I like Levitt here too. I, I'm 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 on the underdog side as well. Yeah, and and I have you know everything Patty does is he's impressive in general. But yeah, his fighting like actual minutes in the cage haven't been like exceptional compared to and you know everyone that's fighting there is is on that level. He doesn't seem like he's levels above like some of the others. And uh, even though Levitt had a loss in the UFC, I think uh, not. I don't think it was a fluke, but I think it was a really good like moment learning moment for him. And I I think like you said that chip on his shoulder will, will help him. And um, I think he's, yeah, phenomenal grappler. And again, I, I'm good friends with someone who used to be a, a close, you know, training partner or, you know, a coach of his and just had the, has all the best things to say about Jordan Levitt. So um, I'm never going to count him out. <laughs> I'm looking up Levitt right now. So yeah, he's 10 and one. What's his loss? Uh, yeah. His loss was in the UFC to Claudio uh, Pulls. And yeah, he's won two straight. Um, he's literally was it, was, it a split, was it a split decision or was it uh unanimous, unanimous, unanimous decision? Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I got a good feeling about him. And you know, the, it's a it's a it's a really good matchup, you know, because yes. it yes. will give Patty that really high level of person and and obviously the same for Jordan will give him a big name. So, you know, either either way, whoever the winner is is gonna have a big jump up. I concur. I, I totally agree. All right, let's slide to Paul Craig. We're going to leave our girl Hannah Goldie to at the end. Yeah, I like Paul Craig a lot. I'm trying to look. One, two, three, four, five. He's won five straight wins. And one of the wins, you ready for this one, guys? People don't remember it or don't want to like put this up here is to Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill is in the main event two weeks from now and a really big spot and kind of being like, groomed or a dark horse to be a future championship shot. Paul Craig defeated them and he's got five straight wins in the division. It's like one of these, he's like a Bilal Muhammad right now. He's kind of just being like, um, he's not flashy and he's not young and trendy. He's not on TikTok and he's just a cool down to earth fighter. And yeah. the guy just keeps on winning fights. Like he's I, been I around for so long, you know, uh, he's a familiar name, but yeah, like, I, I've said it before. Like this household has always been really high on Paul Craig. He's, his submission skills are like, he always has has a lot of crazy submissions and just like come from behind victories and stuff like that. So even if he's losing the first two rounds, can never count him out because he's won he's won in the third round after losing the first two. You know, so uh, yeah, slick slick on the ground especially. Wow, we are so we are in uh, huge agreements. I like Craig. I like Levitt. All right, let's get into it. Hannah Goldie, our dear friend, Orlando, Florida. Uh, we were just, I was just at uh, her son's birthday party a couple of weeks ago before she was going over, uh, you know, and I know you've been kind of training with her and I'm, uh, you know, friends with Paige. who has been training with her a lot. I've just been hearing um, great, great reviews, just like how Hannah's just like on another level, mentally, physically, just really um, moving at all cylinders. Also too, here's another like little nugget for people who don't know. She mostly fought straw weight her whole career, you know, in that 105, right? I mean, 115, I'm sorry. This is flyweight. This is, I think, our second UFC fight in a row as a flyweight. I think the flyweight's great for her. And she doesn't have to work about the whole week. It's not about the weight cut. I know she has to lose a couple pounds, but, like, she's not dying to cut weight to make that 115. Um, also, I think she is so underratedly on the ground. I think her jits game, everyone thinks of Hannah and thinks of kickboxing. If, if just with maybe the casuals, she's so good on the ground. Fusion XL, Julian Williams, Bill Rowe, a lot of great groundwork is being done there. 
I love Hand of Goldie via submission. My bookie right now, the prop is plus 800 on a submission win. I like it. I think she's going to submit Molly McCann second, third round. I love this fight for Hannah. Love it. Yeah, completely, completely agree. Yeah, I would see a submission victory. I mean, there's a chance that it would be like she just controls on the ground and, you know, wins. Obviously, I would say the path to victory for her is her strength is on the ground for, from what I've, you know, from what I see, I know a lot of people see her strength as, like you said, kickboxing, but I see the strength as grappling and I see Molly's weakness as grappling. And we've seen this story a million times in this sport. That's usually a recipe for the grappler to win, you know? So, uh, cause yeah, we've seen, we've seen Molly in a lot of bad positions on the ground and not really be able to get out against, I think lesser grapplers than Hannah and Hannah's very strong. She's going to be, and Molly, you know, Molly's known for being very strong. Hannah is, is right there, you know, and like you said, I, I, she brought me in to train, you know, a couple, once or twice a week for the last, you know, whatever, six weeks or so. And I've, you know, been able to grapple with her and yeah, she's super strong. Transitions are amazing. Confidence is there. So yeah, everything, everything is there for her. Definitely a big, a big moment for her. I think I think London is going to be upset on Saturday. I know, I know. It's but so funny I do, because I love that the UFC is isn't just giving them easy fights, though. You know, it's it's definitely uh they're bringing talent over, and it's yeah. going to be a fight. You know what I mean? They, yeah. London, the 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 people who live there are going to have to really work for their wins. Same thing in the main event, which we haven't yes. even talked about. Yeah, Curtis Blade is no joke. Like I would. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I said I would never bet against Tom Aspinall again, but I always bet on Curtis Blades. Like I always lean him, but I can't because I just can't. <laughs> I was just going to transition to that. I'm so happy you said it. You kind of took the words right out of my mouth. So they were just there in March, and usually they go to London once a year, but it went so well. The crowd was amazing. People still think to this day it was the card of the year. There's been a couple of great pay-per-views, but still that London show during the day in March, people are still talking about it as the card of the year. And a big reason, and it's not even the performances or the wins, but just what Patty did and Molly did and afterwards and the celebrations and even Aspinall and the drinking and all that kind of like, it was just in the, uh, it was like a concert feel. It was just this great environment. And this time I think they, I think the UFC would be almost frowned upon if they gave them three, uh, you know, bogus fighters and they just were uh, Pat and Patty and Molly and Aspinall. And I agree with you. I know uh, Molly's a favorite and a sizable one. And I know the same as Patty, but I think they gave them Jordan Lovett, Hannah Goldie, and Curtis Blades are legitimate. They've been in the UFC. Hannah's fought four times in the UFC. Lovett's four and one in the UFC. Curtis is one of the most underrated fighters under the banner. The guy has fought everyone in the heavyweight, has beat almost everyone. He's lost to Francis Nagano twice. Everyone loses to Francis Nagano. And then he, he was beating Derek Lewis two rounds. And Derek Lewis with an uppercut out of hell literally knocked him out. So it's just like this. That's a great matchup. I just love yeah. it. It's one of those ones uh, people keep on asking me, I, I'm you ready for this one? And people, this is not the cool thing to do. I don't know. Like, I really don't know. I have to see the fight to really know and feel it. And even like these guys are so good. Even if Aspinall dominates the first round or Curtis dominates the first round, I think the other fighters are so good to reverse it rounds three, four, and five. So it's like, I got to see the verdict. I, I don't know. I really don't have a good feel. I think I would lean Curtis Blades. Like you, maybe I think I would lean that way, but I really don't know. Yeah. And, and I always would lean that way because I, I just know in that division, grapplers are more unique and a little bit less common. So they usually are successful. 
but Tom is a really good grappler, so he's got submission wins. So it's kind of tough because now you have like a wrestler versus a submission grappler. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what happens on the ground. You know, I hope I hope that they end up on the ground. You know, um, we'll see. I was gonna say usually sometimes you know this a grappler versus a wrestler. This might be a 25 minute kickboxing match. Maybe the wrestler doesn't want to try to take him down to get down yeah. in the Jets game. And maybe yeah. Aspinall doesn't want to get taken down. So that's, it, it's, I'm just intrigued. Like it's just one yeah. of these matchups. Uh, you know, I'm not going to, Hey, my bookie, I'm sorry. I'm not going to make a bet on it. You know what I mean? I'm putting yeah. all my money on hand of Goldie. I'm putting my money on Jordan yeah. Lovett. Also, I really like Jack Hermanson in the co-main event. I think he's being super overlooked. I love the action, man. Chris Curtis, great story. Talked to him a couple of times, actually. Really good dude. Good guy. I like him. I just think Jack Hermanson's been around the game for a long time. Been in main events. Just fought Strickland 25 minutes six months ago. Um, I like Hermanson in that spot, too. I can't wait. I can't wait. Saturday during the day, Fee. I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah, crazy good card. It's crazy that it's not a pay-per-view because it feels like one, like you said. It does. It does. It really does. And then next weekend is a pay-per-view. And like I said, we talked about it last week at Tad, a main event you might know, you might know a little bit about Amanda Nunes, Juliana Pena. Wow. It's exciting times. That's the summer is flying by with fights. It's just flying by. It's with everything. <laughs> so no bet this week. You are wearing a phenomenal shirt. Um, yeah, it's a good shirt. Thank you, Lauren Murphy, getting the job done. We are in total agreements this week. We're on team Jordan Lovett, Hannah Goldie, and Paul Craig. We agree. And let's win some money. Let's, let's, let's get our numbers back up. Let's do it. Yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. Can we talk to you next week? Sounds good. Talk to you next week. Later. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.